Praise the Lord. So let's focus on our business today. The business of the day. This month is our month of blessing. You know, last month we dealt with glory. This month we are focusing on blessing. The blessing. So uh, it's going to be a privilege for me to explain what this blessing means and why many has missed it. We we claimed as children of God we are blessed. But the truth is, till date, many has not been able to prove that they are blessed. Many has not been able to prove that they are blessed. So, sometimes we come to God as sad people. We come to God every day we pray one prayer. God bless me. God, when will you bless me? God, when will you bless me? Is that really scriptural? You see, where there is no knowledge, ignorance becomes the order of the day. And where ignorance reigns, foolishness becomes the master of the day. And where foolishness is the master, trust me, suffering and pain becomes the fruit of foolishness. So when I see Christians often go to God and cry to God, bless me, bless me, bless me. It's, it's not scriptural. Sir. It's not. It says the Lord has made available all that pertains to righteousness. That everything we need, He has already provided through salvation. If He has provided it through salvation, why then do we cry? Why then do we pray? Lord, bless me every day. It shows that somebody don't understand what blessing is. And somebody don't even know how to manifest those blessings. So you can be a Christian and still be in the bondage of ignorance. And as long as you are ignorant, you are still a child, a little baby. And as long as you are a little baby, you cannot manifest the inheritance. You cannot manifest what? The inheritance. So, it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. In this kingdom, it's not the time duration. It is when the light comes. So, you can be born again today and receive the light. And instantly, your life is transformed. And you can be an elder, a deacon in the church. Yet, you are a victim of ignorance. Do you know you can even be a pastor? Because this is not, is not linked to title. You can be a pastor and yet you are full of darkness. You are full of ignorance. And you are praying the same prayer. As a matter of fact, you are the one leading your congregation. 
to be seeking for what has already been provided. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Where there is no knowledge, the people are confused. It's my prayer today that the Lord will begin to open our eyes to understand the mystery behind these blessings. That when we get this thing, when we get hold of this understanding, we'll begin to manifest these blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, one of the things Satan tries to do, so can this mic be increased a little bit, is to make us feel that we are not blessed. So how you feel in this kingdom does not really matter. It is what you know that really matters. So many of us use the feeling approach instead of using the knowing approach. It says, unto you it has been given to know what? The mystery of this kingdom. So if you keep attaching your feelings, you will be in a spot for thy kingdom come. So Satan is very good at that. Making us use feeling to judge the things of the kingdom. I don't feel blessed. I don't feel this. I don't feel that. And we are just stuck there. So you can be there for five years, eight years, ten years of your life because you feel you are not blessed. So all you start chasing is God bless me. God bless me. So God bless me can be your prayer point for eight years or ten years. God, when will you bless me? God, when will it be my turn? I can, I, can, I can assure you it's because there's lack of knowledge. You know, I said it the other time that what Satan is fighting in you is not you. You're not important to Satan. What he is fighting in you is that you don't get to know what has been given to you. So as long as you look foolish to him, you have become a subject that he can control. He wants to just control your life and end you up in hell with him. He knows that with knowledge, he's powerless. So he fights your knowledge. That's why he makes us feel that we are not blessed. And all we use our life to do is to seek for the earthly blessings. And it's easy, it's easy, ma, it's easy, sir, to miss God when your priority is changed. When you change from God's priority, it's easy to miss God. See, Satan cannot tempt you and succeed when you are in the priority of God. But it's easy to tempt you and succeed when your focus has changed. So, first he tries to change you from the heavenly things to the physical things. So, he makes you feel your real problem 
It's the physical thing. So you, you stop growing spiritually and start seeking the earthly growth. Not knowing that without the spiritual growth, you cannot grow here on earth. But because you don't know. So your agenda becomes the ethnic growth. That's why many go into rituals. Deacons in church. Elders in church. That's why they do all sorts of things. Just to gain the earthly blessing. They cheat. They lie. They do all sorts of things. Because Satan knows that if they chase the heavenly one, this earthly one will join them. So by the time he switched it, you can't chase the earthly blessing and chase the heavenly one at the same time. It's not possible. But when you chase the heavenly one, the earthly one automatically follows you. I pray the Lord will give us understanding. Amen. I want us to quickly look at this picture. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. It says, blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in heavenly realms in Christ. Who has blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessings in where? Heavenly realms. Now, have you ever imagined a fish leaving the sea, coming to the land to look for food, what will happen to the fish? Uh, you know why it will die? Because what will sustain the fish? The life of that fish is not in the land, it's in the sea. So the food that the fish seek for should be coming from the sea. But the fish leaving the sea to come chase after food in the land, it means that that fish, that fish has already signed death. One, the fish cannot even contend with the things out there. The fish does not even have the skills or the inbuilt capacity to survive without water. So when redemption came, God took us out of this world and placed us in a realm which is called the heavenly realm. So anything that will come to us will meet us there. But many of us have left that way. I've built our mansion here on earth and full-time job chasing after what is here. And we are wondering why are we choking? Why are Christians depressed? Do you know why Christians are depressed? They are depressed because they are not... You can't be in the heavenly realm, sir, and be depressed. I say it and I will say it again. You cannot live in the heavenly realm and be depressed. Never, sir. Have you ever heard in the Bible that an angel is depressed in heaven? You, you can't be depressed. I've been there. All I see is worship, dancing, smiling. Because that realm does not permit such thing. The atmosphere over that realm does not permit a child of God 
to be depressed. Why? Depression is from Satan. It's not from God. So, how can a product of Satan be marketed in heaven? That's not possible. It's like going to the bank and you see the ringing bell inside the banking hall. Come and buy coffee. Come and buy coffee. No. It's, it's, it's money transaction they do there. So, Satan cannot take his products to heaven. So, when I see a man who is depressed, I already know a man who is out of the heavenly realm. I already know a man who is out of the heavenly realm. Because even in that realm, there's contentment. The joy that comes out from that pain will not even permit you to be, to be depressed. So when I see a true child of God being depressed because of lack of money or stuff like that, I know that this one is either a baby or this one has choose to transport him or herself out of the realm that God has actually created for them. So the blessings are spiritual and they are in what every way. The Lord will give us understanding. What does it mean to be blessed? The Greek word often translated as blessed is makarios. I believe I pronounced it well. Meaning fortunate, happy. The New Testament translated as favor. Fortunate and happy, privileged. So we are already privileged. Sir. We are already what fortunate. We are already what happy people. So we don't need to seek for happiness because what has been given to us via redemption is happiness. We are fortunate. That means we are positioned already for a balance in life. We are not balanced. That's why we are shaking. Can you stand with one leg for long and not shake? Can you stand with two legs and be shaking? So when you see a child of God shaking, it shows that that person is standing with one leg. It's, it's, it's uh, a knowledge that Satan is fighting day and night. To make you feel that you are not happy. To make you feel that you are not blessed. But you are already blessed via redemption. Why? To be in that realm is a blessing. That's the blessing. That's the privilege. That is what makes you unique. That you are in a realm where Things does not choke. Why are you running out of there? Now, Jesus described blessing. Now, this is Jesus' description. Jesus described blessing as an inner quality of a faithful servant of God. The inner quality of, of a child of God 
is what Jesus Christ described as what? Blessing. So do you know blessing more than Jesus? Do you, do you know more than Jesus? So Jesus himself described blessing as the inner quality of a man. Praise the Lord. It is a spiritual state of well-being. It is a prosperity of our soul. Jesus described blessing as the well-being of our soul. In the beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed, 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 blessed. Did he say blessed are those who have plenty money? His description was the inner quality, the inner well-being of our soul. As a Christian, we have received the full blessing through redemption. So don't think you are, you are partially blessed. You are fully blessed. Via redemption, you are fully blessed. So that's why we can't even win souls. Because all you want to tell them is, look, I'm doing well materially. So how can you tell an unbeliever who is richer than you? To come to Christ. Since you yourself, what you are seeking for is what the unbeliever have already. So by the time you are trying to tell the unbeliever that see come, if you come to Christ, you have money, and the unbeliever just pressed his car and you see Lamborghini. You say, Boss, teach me the way. Your gospel will change. Because you have seen what you yourself are you have been chasing. And to your level, you're still dealing with. Maybe Toyota. Toyota Corolla 2018. And you are trying to use your car as a reference of salvation to the sinner. And the sinner is showing you Ferrari. Showing you Lamborghini. That means your gospel will die immediately. Alpha, Alpha. Show me the way now. Show me. So your gospel dies immediately because that's all you think that blessing is. To be blessed is to experience the full impact of God's presence in your life. To be blessed is to experience, encounter the full impact of God's in your life. God's presence in your life. That's why the angels, they like it in heaven, sir. It's just because they don't have option. They were created to obey. No angel, sir. No angel like it here on earth, more than heaven. No angel. It's like leaving the express road and entering into traffic that is not moving. They love it more in heaven. I have seen cases where people, elderly people wants to die and you are praying for them to come back and they've seen where they are going already. They, 
Are you all right? I know of one. The woman was about to die and she saw heaven. And she saw God showed her the beauty of heaven. Then the pastor came in. Started praying. The woman called the doctor. Please send this, send this man out. Send this bad man out of here. Ah, mama, you know, mama, we are praying for your healing. Which healing? Did I tell you I want to be healed? He said, is this place a place? He said, please, 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 please go. And the doctor chased him. It was the son in law. The doctor has to chase him out. Mama says she does not want prayer. Mama, why? If you see what I have seen, uh, you, will not, you will not pray for me. And in less than a few days, she died. But you see, God does not want us to see the beauty of that place in death. He wants us to see it now that we are alive because we are already in that place. If we can get this thing that we are already in that place. You know, if you are there, you won't think of dollars. If you are there, you won't think of a Lamborghini. So, the concept of that place is what God has incorporated into us. But because he knows our needs here, he will provide those needs. But yet, with the mindset of we focusing on what is there, that's how to obtain the physical blessing. Praise the Lord. It is the benefit of being spiritually blessed that produce the physical blessing. I'm going to be teaching on the benefit of the spiritual blessing, which translates to the physical blessing next week. So you understand how to convert physically to everything you need. Because your the success of your spiritual growth, your spiritual blessing is what will produce the physical one. Praise the Lord. You cannot unlock the physical blessings without unlocking the spiritual blessing. This is the problem. You cannot unlock the spiritual, the physical one, without the spiritual. So many are not interested in unlocking the spiritual. Yet, they've been at the door of the physical blessing and banging the door for years. Meanwhile, what leads to that door in this kingdom? Is through the spiritual door. So it becomes impossible for us to manifest the physical blessings of God when we have refused to go through the spiritual door. Thank you, Lord. All the physical blessings comes from the spiritual blessings. All. All of them. Let's open quickly. Let's open to... John chapter 1 verse 2 it says beloved I pray that you may prosper in every way now this is I pray you may that means futuristic you may prosper in every way 
that your body and that your body may keep well. Even as, now this is not futuristic, even as I know your soul keeps well and prosper. So, to prosper physically, the well-being of your soul has to be already activated. Even as I know that you're already doing well spiritually. So now I pray for you to do well physically. So the spiritual comes first. Spiritual blessing is far greater than the physical one. You can't even compare them together. Jesus Christ called it these things. He said all other things, things. He called them things will be added. Listen, if you are more excited towards the physical earthly blessings than the spiritual, than the heavenly blessings, you need help. As a child of God, you need just submit yourself and say, Sir, I think I need help. Holy Spirit, I think that if your excitement is more on physical things, then you have not gotten your salvation life. The foundation of your Christianity is not right. And if it's not right, it becomes hard for God to even entrust physical wealth to you. Because what excites you as a person is, is it has nothing to do with anything from there. It's about if you hear about money, you hear about career, about this thing, you are more excited. You can wake up anytime. Once you hear a, trans a physical transaction, you can wake up anytime. But spiritual things does not excite you. Sir, ma, you need big help. Because the foundation of your Christianity is faulty. And that's where the problem is coming from. That's where the problem is coming from. If the foundation is faulty, what can the righteous do? God himself become helpless when the foundation is faulty. So you have to call for renovation. You have to call for help. It's a big sickness, sir. It's bigger than cancer. That you are more excited about physical things and spiritual things is bigger than cancer. To you, cancer is a serious case. In heaven, they are seeing you already like someone that has triple cancer. Because heaven does not understand. How can you be redeemed? And yet, the redemption is not even moving you. The salvation is not even doing you anything. It's not investigating you. The life of Christ that you have received means nothing to you. And all that matters to you. So when you come to God and God weighed your prayer, 99.9% .9 of your prayer, sir, is physical things. Ah, you need you need help, serious help, emergency help, sir. Emergency help. Because you have misplaced priority. That's why God is not answering many prayers. And we think he's wicked. No, you are it's like you are working against the system, and you want the system to favor you. The 
system was first built on spiritual things. So you are ignoring the spiritual things and you are seeking for the physical things. It doesn't work, sir. It doesn't work that way. Fast and pray till thy kingdom come. If the spiritual is not attended to first, God is not on your side. I say it anywhere. If you ignore the spiritual side of God, forget it. You will never see the physical side of him. Because he is more interested in your soul. You see, this is your body that is craving for physical things will end up in the grave. So if you are God, which one will you be more interested in? It's you that see this, this earth as, as a long thing, you know, is a very short thing inside of God. So which one, if you have a child and you are now the head, which one will you pick for that child? Which one will you be more serious for for that child? That's how we should learn how to see the way God sees things. So he gave us all spiritual blessings. Yet, his children are not accepted. All we preach in church is the physical blessing. So when people are not getting it, they are depressed inside church. Sir, I can tell you, the people who are depressed inside church are more than those outside. People are just covering their, they are covering their, their, their secrets. So when they come to church, do you know what? It is not the only thing that is even multi, that is making them to jump. It's the entertainment they get. So if the pastor does not entertain them, he has not preached. So men of God are now crafting their skills, putting preaching into a skillful way, making the people excited. By the time they leave the church, sir, they go back to their base. They start to remember they have issues and you see them depressed. Is it not Christians committing suicide? It's because they are not telling them the truth. your net, sir. That is rooted in the spiritual. That is excited about the spiritual more than the physical that will commit suicide. No, more, no man, sir. We are all depressed because you see, let's tell ourselves the truth. We are depressed because our physical need. How, how many people can be depressed because they are because they've not encountered Jesus? Have you seen somebody say they, they are depressed? Because they've been praying that Jesus, I want to see your face. Jesus, I want to, I want to, I want to manifest this, and they are depressed, and they said, I'm not, I'm not eating. How many? And you see somebody crying. Why are you crying? After Jesus, I want to see his face. I want to go deeper in the things of the spirit. And he's crying. How many, sir? And we say we are raising people. Let's let's be honest. We have to do if, if we are genuine men of God, then we should we should we should genuinely focus on the reality of things. T.L. Osborne of Blessed Memory locked himself inside the room. Told his wife. He said, Take the key. I'm not coming out until I see Jesus. I will not leave. I'm not eating. Then Jesus show up. Jesus show up life. How many of us have locked ourselves in the room? I'm not going to work. I'm not eating. Jesus, until I see your face. Who cares about Jesus' face? I beg, solve my needs. That's what we say. 
we don't know when we do these things. Even in our spirit, we are doing it. So when you come to church and the prayer point for 30 minutes or one hour straight does not speak about your physical need, you your duty. Be honest yourself, you discover that your body is not corresponding, it's not cooperating. Let the prayer switch. By this time tomorrow, the Lord will provide that commandero shakalakada. I said it, God, you're about to do it. Our songs. What is the spirit behind our songs of worship? Go and listen to it. It's more about material things. He's able, more than able. He will give me everything. Everything we sing, sir, is based on our needs. Have you ever seen a song in heaven that is produced based on physical or material needs? Check it. Go to the book of Revelation. Go and see the songs of angels. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 holy is our God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. What is a lamb? It's, if, can, can we not learn, sir? Can we not learn? And know why there, there is so much delay. It's not Satan that is causing the delay in our life. It's just taking advantage of our foolishness. You can't be on the right path with God and you are stopped by Satan. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Matthew quickly, chapter 6, verse 31. Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, What are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek for these things. Jesus Christ called them the pagan Gentiles, and this is their priority. And it has entered the church. It has become what our priority. So we have been classified the same thing with pagans. So says, but do not worry, for your heavenly father knows that you need this thing. He knows that you need this thing. This is the principle I'm trying to teach you today. He knows that these things you need it here on earth, but it won't come to you, sir, by seeking it. It will never come to you. When Paul was speaking about things that we should eagerly seek for, he did not call bread and butter. He did not call material things. He said, seek for these gifts. Those are the spiritual blessings. Seek for these gifts. Those gifts open doors for us. He says, for, okay, verse 13, 23. But first and most importantly, seek. Aim. First and most importantly, seek. Strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. His ways of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you. He didn't say you will work for it. He said it will be given to you also. But when it comes to knowing God, 
The spiritual things is not God that will give you because he has already given it to you. You strive for it. You seek for it. You hunger for it. You pursue it. Then, he didn't say the others will pursue. He says the others will be given to you. So what should be given to us is not what we are chasing. Living what we should be chasing. You, you, you already miss it. You have, you have missed it already. It doesn't matter how far you go. You have missed it. You have missed it. Not until you turn back. You keep going. You keep seeing nothing. It's a chase after my righteousness. After the blessings I have given you. These other ones. Cars. House. It is me that will add it to you. We said no. God does not know what he's saying. God does not understand. How can he stay in heaven and be telling us. How things are run here. That we run things here on earth. We run things. We run things. We are runners of things here. So God does not understand. He's holy. He does not understand the hustling and bustling here. Has God hustled before? Uh, so how can, he, how can he tell us that uh, we should we should leave, leave what we should be hustling for and be, be chasing? Hallelujah for the Lord God. Omnipotent witness. Then what? God, you don't understand. When I come to heaven, we'll do those ones. But here, here is earth. This is my domain. Man, we hustle here. We bustle here. Ah, you will suffer, sir. When a man now claims that he knows more than God, suffering becomes the order of the day. I declare we will not suffer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Loving God and his kingdom makes all things work in our favor. Loving God and his kingdom make all things work in our favor. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us is concerned. So you, I want you to understand that he is more concerned than you are. He said, God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together. Now look at why things will work together for you. As a plan for good for those who love him. So if you don't love him, things does not work together for you. Stop quoting scriptures that has not been working for you. And that's why you come back and say, this Bible says, I don't even know if it's working. It is working. It is you that is not working. He says, love me, then everything will work in your favor. You say, no, leave the love. You start praying. Let things work for me. Let things work for me. Sir, this thing does not require prayer. It does not require Let's not be foolish, sir. It does not require prayer. He says, love me, and these things will work for you. We, we, we moved out the love from the equation, and we said things work. Superman, it will work now. Let's see how long you will stay there. And these things work. You now want to contradict God's word. Praise the Lord. It says to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. So not until you find yourself in his plan, in his purpose, forget it. All things will not work for good for you. God does not do shortcut. God does not do backyard. It's straightforward. Love me. And the scripture says, to love God is to do his will. To do his commandment. It's simple. So we are now using emotions. Where God said, love me. All this will work for good. So God, 
I am feeling love today. You don't feel these things, sir. You do it. You don't feel love. With God, you can feel love with your spouse. With God, you don't feel love. You do love. Love is an activity. You do it. Do my commandments. Keep my commandments. That is love. Stop, stop bending things. It won't work, sir. You are only wasting your time, man. You can't, you can't bend it and make it work for you. It's not every system that is corrupt. His word is pure. You can't corrupt his word. Love me, all things will work for you. How? By obeying his commandments. How? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything will be added to you. Everything will be added to you. Not until, sir. Not until you become matured in the field of seeking his righteousness, his kingdom. Man, nothing works for you. All things will not be added to you. Never. God will not bypass those who are keeping his word to come and bless you physically. No. Let's tell God's children these things. This is why the world is mocking us. But you know what God is doing? God is glorifying his church. The only way the glory will come is for us to go back to the basis. Go back to the foundation. The foundation is love God. Praise the Lord. We are already blessed. I say it. We are blessed through Christ. But our major problem is our lack of understanding and deep revelation of what it means to be blessed. Today you know what it means to be blessed. May this blessing start speaking for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our lack of understanding towards the application of wisdom in unlocking and assessing the blessing is a key problem in Christianity today. That's why he gave us wisdom. So we can apply the knowledge that we know. The missing equation in the life of Christians is the application. Many know these things. What I'm saying, many of you know it. But somehow, somehow, you just find it hard to apply it. May the grace to apply it start coming to you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me tell you something. It's like when you're trying to know, know God without Jesus. You're trying to know Jesus without the Holy Spirit. That's what it is with us. We want to know God, but we don't need Jesus. We want to know Jesus, but we don't need the Holy Spirit. It won't work. Praise the Lord. It won't work. The blessings are in twofold. The blessings are in what? Twofold. You find it in Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. You have made them, you and I, to be a kingdom. You see? He has made us a kingdom. That means we live in a kingdom now. Anything we do should be based on the laws of the kingdom, the principles of the kingdom. He said, he has made us a kingdom of royal subjects. Royal subjects. We should conduct ourselves and behave well. We are no longer from the street. We have been transformed and renewed. And these two are, he says, a royal subject and priest to our God. So the first thing that came here is priests. You are priest first. 
you are a priest. So what makes you rude is your priesthood. They don't preach priesthood anymore in church. They preach what? Kingship. They preach kingship. Confess. Okay. How many years have you been confessing? How many years have you been confessing? Has your confession brought anything to you? Me, I like to be real. You see, listen. If the priesthood is not stable, your confession becomes useless. It is the priesthood that produce the life of the kingship. So we have killed the priesthood and we are trying to raise the altar of kingship. It won't work. The foundation of any building is the building. If I do a foundation of two-story building, it will, if I try to put 20-story building, it will collapse. So the foundation of a child of God's life is the priesthood. The kingship is what you build from the priesthood. So many of us are building without foundation. Can it last? It won't even stand. So the priesthood is the foundation to the kingship. Praise the Lord. I know I'm, I've run out of time, but give me some few minutes. Give me some few minutes. We took time to speak to mothers and all that. Just give us some few minutes. I really want us to understand today. Before Jesus was crowned king, he was called what? The high priest. Before he was crowned king, he was called the high priest. It was the high priest that served God. It was the high priest that did the will of God. So the priesthood is what to pull us to that point, humble us to that realm where we are willing to do anything to please God. The reason why we struggle with sin, sir, is because the priesthood is dead. The priesthood cannot be authentic and, and we are struggling to, 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 to live the life of God. <clears throat> you don't... Can a bird struggle to fly? If you want to fly now, you will struggle. Can a bird struggle to fly? No. It has been built to fly. Does a plane struggle to fly? Does a car struggle to move? It has been built to move. Bring a ship to the land. The ship will struggle. Put the ship, the ship on the sea. It will say well. Because it has been built to function in that place. Can we go back and fix the priesthood, please? Can we go back? Because it is the priesthood that is more important than the kingship. The kingship is the benefit of the priesthood. For the sake of what is ahead of him, the kingship was ahead of him. He suffered the moments. He suffered the moment. The priesthood was life, active and life in him, alive in him. So he could go through the service just to inherit the kingship. 
Now he's seated with God, crowned as a king, ruling and judging the entire world. But before then, he was a high priest. You don't want to be a priest. You want to sit down and wear a crown and rule. Who will you rule? Please, there is a calling for us to build the altar of the priesthood. You can't sacrifice to God and he accepts it when there is no priesthood. And if God does not accept your sacrifice, you don't get favor in return. It is that favor that activates the earthly things you need. So many of our giving does not produce anything because that we give from the realm of unrighteousness, from the, from the realm that is not coming from the priesthood. Only in the priesthood can you offer to God. Anything that is out of the priesthood, God does not accept. And if God does not accept your offering, how can he release the earthly blessing? So when he says, seek me first the kingdom of God and my righteousness, that is the priesthood speaking there. The other things that will be added is the kingship. It is the priesthood that identifies you with God. Then the kingship is what makes you look like God. But before you look like God, you have to have his attributes, his character. I just believe God will, God will begin to speak to our mind tonight, today, to understand the importance of priesthood. It is in the priesthood that the fear of God comes in. The kingship is dominion. The kingship is authority. But if the priesthood is faulty, you, 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 you even kill yourself without knowing. It is the priesthood that we get guidance. It is the priesthood that will become submitted and subjected to Christ. Like I said, it's a priesthood that unlocks the kingship. Not until you succeed in the duty of a priest, you cannot become a king in God's kingdom. You cannot. Let's quickly look at this story as I try to round up. Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 to 7. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of fruit of the ground. But Abel brought an offering of the finest firstborn of his flocks and a fat portion. And the Lord had respected regard for Abel and of his offering. Both for Cain and his offering, he had no respect. So Cain became extremely angry and he looked annoyed and hostile. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? If you do well, believe me and doing what is believing in me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instruction, ignore my instruction, sin crutches at your door and it desires for you to overpower you. But you must master it. Now, the difference is the priesthood. Abel was blessed. Cain was not. God accepted Abel, did not accept Cain. 
Okay. And God said you did not do well. So many of us are giving offering like cake. And we expect God to accept it. He will not. Let's look at this version. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits, the Amplified, some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. Now let's go back to verse 4. It says, And Abel also brought an offering. Now they both brought an offering. But what makes the difference is the priesthood in it. It says, Fat portion from some of the firstborn of his flocks. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. It is that favor, it is that favor that you now go with to do well in life. The blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. Praise the Lord. The priesthood brings you to the place of servanthood. The priesthood it brings you to the place of servanthood. Quickly, Mark chapter 10, verse 43. But this is not how it is among you. Instead, whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first and most important among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The priesthood brings you to the place of obedience, consecration, separation, validation, place of honor, death, loving God, serving God, total surrender and dependence on God. It is a system of conversion and transformation. It is a realm of exchange, exchanging our will to God's will. It is a realm where we become less important and God more important. A realm where we decrease and God increase. Not only we love, not only we come through this, God cannot trust us. And not only God trusts us, He cannot commit the wealth of the earth to us. Praise the Lord. Now, if you want to discover some of the earthly the spiritual blessings, you go to Ephesians chapter 1. Read the whole of it. The redemption. You see it there. The redemption. Everything is there. I want to quickly let us understand something. Not until we start losing interest in the things of the flesh and start building our capacity to love God and the things of His kingdom, many of us will not see this kingship that has been given already. You don't pray for kingship. Honestly, you don't pray for these things. Let all man work out his salvation. You walk out these things. There are steps. It's not automatic. It won't happen today. You first grow. While you grow, the little you offer God becomes so good in the sight of God. Once it pleases God, He favors you in return. He returns favor. What God returned back to you is what you will now take to the bank and cash out money. 
but you must please him. Please him with everything. You must become more interested in heaven than here on earth. You must have love for what God loves and hates what God hates. You must start looking at God's heart and start looking for what he has interest in and start loving that interest and God will begin to sort out all your needs. If God is interested in soul winning, it must become your lifestyle. It's not, it's not please go and do it. That's what you have, you have been called into the life of reconciliation. That's what redemption means. That you have been called. You have been called into a, a royal calling. And that royal calling you have been chosen is the calling of reconciliation. Reconciling people to God. That is God's interest. Come rain, come shine. I wish that no man should perish. How many people in your lifetime have you reconciled to God? You can't reconcile. You can't function in your ministry and God does not provide what your ministry needs. Go back today. Go back today. Nothing is late with God. Anytime you come back, He embraced you. We saw it in the book of, sorry, we saw it in um, the prodigal son. He came back and the father embraced him. It's not too late. It's not too late. We must sincerely love God and create a burning passion for his kingdom and for his will. Not until we start seeking the place of God. Not until we start serving God like Jesus did here on earth. Not until we start making him our priorities. The way our works are our priorities, we go to work from Monday to Saturday. Some even go on Sunday. The hours you spend in a day is far more than what you have. Some people only give God 10 minutes of their day. Out of 24 hours, you give God 10 minutes. And you're asking that same God, why are you not blessing me? Are you kidding me? You think God is running charity in heaven? You think it's a system here on earth that is corrupt? The foundation is everlasting. He can't, he can't make his word fail just to please you. You know, I always say this to people. God did not make any covenant with man. He makes a covenant with his word. Man is in his word. You think that God is, is committed to you. God is not committed to any man. I'm saying this. Let any man of God put me otherwise. God is not committed to any man. He is only committed to himself. Sorry, to his word. That's why a man must seek for the word of God and believe the word. If you are a bishop, you don't believe the word of God. What the word says will not work for you. He won't look at your title and say, let me just make it work. No. My word will I not break. The covenant, anytime you see God strike a deal with a man, 
It's not that man. Who is man? A few people have, no, it's not that man. It's his word. Because the foundation of his word cannot be shaken. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Everything God has said about you. He said it on a condition that you live in his word. Go out of his word. The blessings is in his word. Today I'm urging you to go back to God's word. Go back there. That's where you belong. You can't go out of the world and expect God to follow you. No. He's God. He has been God before you were created. He will be God even after the end of the earth. Stop over praying for, for useless things. Do what the Bible says. Do it. Joshua, the book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You will meditate on it day and night and do all it says and out of it shall your success come. You think what he says to one he did not say to all? You think there is a magic here? God is not a magician. His kingdom is built with principles. Live by the principles you will prosper. Go out of it you will suffer. giving us the biggest gift of all. You want to know what the biggest gift is? The biggest gift that God has given mankind that our fathers seek for is the gift of the Holy Spirit. All the spiritual gifts are in the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have all the blessings. So how can you have the Holy Spirit and you're saying you are not a blessed person? How can you have the Holy Spirit and you said you are not blessed? The reason why you cannot be caused, listen, is not because you are praying too much. It's because you've got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what makes the difference in our lives. But you know why it looks like it's not working? Because we are not submitted yet to the Holy Spirit. As many who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Not until the Holy Spirit begins to lead you. The Holy Spirit will not lead you to drop. The Holy Spirit will not lead you to fornication. It will not lead. So anytime you find yourself seeking things that are sinful, know that it is not the Holy Spirit leading you. Because it won't lead you to those things. The Holy Spirit is holy. He's pure. He's so friendly that he wants the best. So he won't, he won't take you to where he will destroy you. But you must submit. You must surrender to the Holy Spirit. Salvation is one thing. Giving your life to Christ is one thing. But submitting to the Holy Spirit is what brings you to maturity. As long as the child is a, as long as the heir is a child, the inheritance is being hidden from him. He cannot be the king as long as he's a child. There are adults who are child. There are men and women who have been in Christianity for 30 years, yet they are babies still sucking milk. Men, Paul said, get out of this way. Let's start talking deep things and bigger things. How long will you be drinking milk? The manifestations of this kingship that you are seeking for is in the realm of the mature Christians. Mature Christians don't talk about material things. Mature Christians don't pray for material things. 
They pray for the kingdom. Jesus Christ says, let thy kingdom come. Let the, let the will be done here on earth as it is done in heaven. Can't you follow his footstep? Is he not the one that has brought you salvation? Is it not heaven? Is Jesus Christ not salvation himself? Why can't you look at him and see what he thinks he has done and follow his footsteps? Did he ever pray for any material things? He only gives thanks. And those things come. Listen, let me tell you this story before I run up. Do you know why you have to grow into maturity? The things you are seeking for, sir, you can easily command it when you are matured. Jesus Christ told Peter, go to the sea. Open the mouth of the fish and bring out money. When you become mature, you can operate in that vein. Somebody sent me a package worth three to four thousand dollars, and they told me to be delivered on Monday, and they delivered it on Saturday without me knowing. They put it in my doorstep, and I came out. I didn't see anything. Sunday, I didn't see anything. Monday, I went to the office. They told me that they delivered. Who took this thing? I called the owner. Hey, you know, I said, if you're famous, you just need to sort out this thing. I said, calm down. I have a backup. Oh, I said, I have a backup. Nobody born under this earth is permitted to take what belongs to me and still survive it. Then I activated my realm of maturity. And I told the guy, I said, if by the end of today, that thing is not brought back to my doorstep, I said, I will call you and show you a video of somebody running mad. I said, as I'm speaking, before I get home, I said, I'm not even doing 24 hours. Before I get home, it was less than five minutes. Ah, I said, I want to see that thing at my doorstep. And I got home, sir. The package was in my doorstep. I sent something to somebody. The person said, all the things that have been coming to our house have been going to another address and she has not been able to see them. That the what I sent to her has also joined those ones, has gone to somebody's house. That so if she cannot see those ones that have come before, there's no way she will see this one. I said it is not my own, no. Me, I will not use my money and buy something and somebody picks it up. I said, before this time tomorrow, they will return it back. And they return it back. And the person said, ah, Can you pray for other the other things that have been taken to come back? I said, that one is not my business. My business is the one I sent to you will be returned. And it was returned. Now, do you know that that would have cost me extra money? But because I have come to a certain level, I can now make those kind of things work for me. So if I grow more than this, I can command things to happen. That means I don't need to toy for these things. That was the life that Jesus Christ lived. Because he was manifesting the fullness of glory, the fullness of the Father. The priesthood was intact. Every time he has a need, he speaks and the need is solved. That is the realm God has called us into. Rise up on your feet. We are royal priesthood. We are holy nation. We are chosen of God. Consecrated. Just for one purpose, to live according to his will and according to his purpose. We have to repent for ignoring 
his purpose and chasing other things. The things that he said will be added to us. We have to look at our life and ask ourselves this truth. Where have we missed it? Be sincere to yourself. But ask yourself in the last five years, in the last 10 years, in the last 15 years, what have I been chasing? What value have I added to God's kingdom? What value have I added? What has been my impact in populating the kingdom? He said, as water covers the sea, so shall the knowledge of God covers the earth. What role have you played in that prophecy? How many knowledge through you has gotten to mankind about Jesus? Yesterday, we went on evangelism. I met a Muslim guy. I love meeting those kind of people. I, I, I bring out my A game. And man, we keep, we keep digging, 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 digging. At the point, the guy lost it. He said, come to think of it. My eyes is open. I think Jesus is the way. I don't think Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. He's not thinking. He's the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. So if you don't have him, you are dead. Already, you are a living corpse. No, no, no apologies. When we should stop apologizing for telling people the truth. No apologies. You are a dead man already living without Jesus. Man, he surrenders and to the glory of God. He surrendered his life. Man was converted out of the realms of God uh, strictly straight to Christianity. Man, and heaven we are rejoicing. Heaven we are rejoicing because that's what brings joy to heaven. It was a privilege that this little boy, this little boy, we, we make heaven rejoice. Do you think I will make heaven rejoice and heaven will not make me rejoice? No! Let's begin to ask God for that grace to make heaven rejoice. Man, that's all that matters to God. The things that you think is matter to you, they are nothing before him. He knows you need these things. God is looking to him. He says the silver is mine, the gold is mine. The earth and the fullness of it, thereof is of God. So God is just looking for men and women that he would entrust the wealth of this earth to. That will not go crazy. That will not, they will not start looking for them tomorrow. God, he said, hey, shh, yeah, hey, come, 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 God, you won't see me again. Like the prodigal son. What God is saying today, if you can trust me and follow my commandments and raise the altar of your priesthood, said in less than six months, if I don't turn your story around, then no, I am not God. Right, what I'm saying. So, if you can forsake these things and run after my will and my purpose and seek after my kingdom and my vision, he says, I will lift you up. I will make you great. I will make you the envy of men. Say, but you must seek first my kingdom. You must seek my righteousness, which is his priesthood. He says, and I will surprise you. I will change your story. 
I will turn things around. I pray for you today that you will get your priorities straight before God. I pray that you will return today to the priesthood where righteousness and holiness dwell. I pray that your heart from today will begin to burn for God. I pray for divine passion for God and these things of his kingdom. I pray. Jesus Christ came to this earth. He was not carried away, sir. He was focused. He called John the Baptist the greatest before salvation. Why? John the Baptist was 100% focused. He grew up in the bush. Focused. Never missed why he was here on earth. And he said something. He says, for I shall decrease for him to increase. If John the Baptist that did not receive salvation can decrease willingly for God to increase, why would you do far more than that? He says, whoever throws away his life, we gain it back. That means in this system of this kingdom, you have to first be willing to throw it away. Then it will come back. He says, give and it shall be what given to you. Press down running over, shaking together, shall men give unto you, unto you. Now, that giving is that you must first give God something, sir. This is not a charity home. Where you just come, you take, you take. No, you must first offer out to God. Why? God did that first by offering his, his life to you. So, in return, you must willingly give him your life. Then you will see the return cannot come in the same way you offer. It will come double. It will come pressing. It will come running over. It will come in the overflow. But this, the, 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 the problem with us is that we are scared to give God all. I spoke to somebody, a Christian. Told the person I don't have heart for that my heart I'm giving it to God. She said, ah, me, I have I can't give up. I said, I know what I'm, my heart is with me. I said, that makes a difference. I've given you my all. Wow. When we sing that song, my lifetime, I will give God my lifetime. If I give God my lifetime, He will take care of me. He will never, never let me down. But on the condition, if I give God my lifetime, listen, the song says it all. If there is anybody here, the first step is that you surrender. You first give your life to God. Because this blessing we are talking about does not consign you if you are not born again. I'm not talking about if you are in the church. You must first be born again. You must accept him as your Lord and personal Savior. Then, you become saved. Then the next step is to submit to the Holy Spirit and pick up the garment of the priesthood and serve him. Serve him with all your life. Serve him with everything that you've got. And in due time, he will raise you up. In due time. That due time can be two months. That due time can be one month. It can be six months. It can be eight months. It can be two years. It can be three years. But it is good to wait for him. For him to lift you. Because when he lifts you, you can't go down again. David said, I would rather prefer to be a gatesman at the house of God, to be at the door, than to be outside 
doing big boy, doing I've got it all, doing I'm in control. You are not in control, sir. If you are not in Christ, you are not in control. It is Satan that is in control. Today, turn back to him and see how he will transform you. Father, Lord, we thank you. If you're hearing me and you want to give your life to Christ, I want you to repeat after me. Dear Lord, I come before you to accept you as our Lord, as my Lord and personal Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died and God raised you up the third day. I submit my life, I submit myself to you, Lord. I confess all my sins before you. Accept me this day. Renew me. Welcome me. From today, be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. If you just say that prayer, congratulations. Congratulations and welcome to the family. Then I want those who are saved already to say this prayer. If you know you are still struggling with the Holy Spirit, if you know you are still doing things that your flesh wants, the Holy Spirit is a spirit, it's not your flesh. Then you know that you have a problem, that you have not yet surrendered to the Holy Spirit. So I want you to pray. Sweet Holy Spirit, today I submit to you. I submit to your government. I submit to your leading. Make me a son. Today, not my will, but your will. Lead me through the path of righteousness. Lead me through a life that glorifies God. Today, I willingly submit myself to you. I trust in you, Holy Spirit. I have no doubt that you are capable to lead me to a glorious life. Therefore, today, lead me to that glorious life. That life that can only be found in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. From today, I renew my priesthood. I come into fellowship with you daily. Help me, Holy Spirit, to be what God said I have been. Help me to live the life that God has called me into. Help me to please God. Help me to seek after his kingdom and his righteousness. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. I also congratulate you. And from today, may you begin to run with God without stress. May you begin to grow and multiply in the things of the Spirit. May you come into the place of maturity. In the name of Jesus. I bless everyone today. I release you today that this week your spiritual life will be transformed. In the name of Jesus. That this week the powers that have been contending with your spiritual growth will be defeated. I declare total separation in the name of Jesus. Let the power of your flesh die today in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit come alive. Let the Holy Spirit from today begin to lead you in the name of Jesus, I pray that you fulfill your purpose here on earth. You fulfill the reason why you have been called. In the name of Jesus, go this week and prosper. 
most especially prosper in your soul. In the name of Jesus, every junk in your life, I remove it out today in the name of Jesus. I wash you with the blood of Jesus. I declare, may you start having speed in the realms of the spirit. May you start going with speed from today in the name of Jesus. May your life replicate God in the name of Jesus. Go and be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. And may you lead many into righteousness. In the name of Jesus, may your life be fruitful. May you multiply and replenish in the name of Jesus. God bless you all. See you next week as we look at another dimension of the benefit of the spiritual blessings, which are the physical benefit. The Lord bless you. See you next week.